0: The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hits the big screen for the very first time. Find out next on the amazing things to learn about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with our hosts, Steven Skolansky and Matt McLaughlin. Well, I'm Steven. and I'm Matt, and this is on this day. So, um, for those of you that don't know, this is episode one, possibly.
1: Welcome, Shh. yeah. <laughs> this is potentially episode one. Potentially, potentially.
0: episode one. We don't. Yeah. We don't know how many episodes will come before this, but um, if this is your first time listening, every single day. First time <laughs> recording. Yes, first time recording. So yeah. <laughs> this is our first episode but it might not be your first episode Ooh, and why is that um because on this day is released on the day of a specific franchise on the day it was released uh came out um hit the shelves
1: dropped as the youth say
0: (laughs) yes um so uh what we do is is Hopefully, this becomes a everyday thing. Um, it'll be probably pretty sporadic throughout the you know year to start until we kind of find all the franchises we wanna discuss and make sure release dates don't overlap and stuff like that. Um, but hopefully it becomes an everyday thing. You turn on your cell phone and you know you subscribe to us, and a bling new episode came out today for that day. And you're like, oh, my God, I did not know that came out today. I'm going to listen to this episode.
1: I'm so glad this specialty podcast exists.
0: I know. Well, you know, I was thinking about it because every day I listen to a morning radio show and they always tell me, you know, what movies are coming out for the weekend or what DVDs coming out today or celebrity birthdays. I'm like, you know what? Maybe people just want to know that every day. Without having to tune into something specific on a radio, which is kind of archaic, when yeah. podcasts are right there on your cell phone.
1: Oh, and then you can learn more about the franchise that you ha- that's come out that day. Like,
0: and you could go tell your friends, "Oh my God, did you know that this came out today?"
1: Then you get to be the cool person at lunch with like the uh, awesome stories for the water cooler and or cafeteria, depending on your age.
0: Yes, and don't worry, the podcast will hopefully come out at like midnight or one AM ish. So that way it actually starts on that day.
1: So definitely stay up and listen to it at midnight or 1 a.m. Exactly. I, if you don't, you're not a real fan and I don't care about you.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, no, no, no. We'll still care about you. No, I, I still, still do like care.
1: You. Please, please listen to the show whenever you do listen. And when <laughs> you, you get, do, welcome.
0: And it could be the day after. We don't care if you listen to it on the 31st.
1: Yeah, it's just going to be a long 364 days before that knowledge is useful again. But that's, exactly, you made that decision. You are committed to this path now.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm sorry,
1: I need to stop joking about this. No, it's going to be fun. It's cool. You get to learn about something from that day.
0: Yep. So, yeah. like, like we mentioned in the intro, today, March 30th, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not the animated series, the live-action movie their theatrical debut the theatrical debut came out um so for those of you that don't know um it's based on the comic book by
1: uh Uh, kevin eastman and peter lair
0: yes those two guys who drew black and white turtles on comic book form Mm -hmm. before they decided to uh branch out a little bit and give you some live action turtles
1: yeah, no. This is a this is an interesting movie. I I watched it for the first time last weekend, like after you mentioned this to us. Um, but I I the first time ever. Yeah, no. This came out before I was born, so that's gonna date me as a young person on this show. But no, it it uh it was one of those things that I just kind of missed the boat on. Was was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I was just a little bit too born too late to appreciate it. Really, I think. But uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed this. This was a fantastic movie, and this is something that, like, I I was hoping that this series would do for me, is just, like, force me to watch some of those movies, that I'm always like, man, I know I would like it, but I just haven't.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just so retro, and, I mean, it's a 90s movie, obviously. It came out, you know, 1990... Why don't I... Why didn't I mention it? 1990.
1: Okay,
0: so it's the beginning of the 90s. Yeah. Yep, so... Yeah, I mean it was number one at the box office during its opening weekend. Now, it's not going to sound like a big number, but twenty-five million at the time that's was still, yeah, that's still a, was a large number. Like, number. You yeah. know, not not Avengers big. Well, maybe yeah, we're not inflation dealing with like
1: five hundred million dollar <laughs> multinational movie market that exists nowadays. <laughs> yeah,
0: yep. So, so no. in the in the movie, we have the. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Michelangelo, Donatello, Leonardo,
1: Raphael. Raphael,
0: no, no, no. Leonardo's the leader.
1: I I know, but the do you not remember that the the original theme song, the oh the theme song for the TV comic series? I remember this.
0: Talk about the because it's wrong.
1: The cartoon series uh, says Raphael, he's the leader of the pack. No, he's crude, but no. Wait, no, is it? it? It's they definitely don't attribute it to the right turtle. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. I swear to God, they don't. I'm going to sound like a crazy person now. I
0: swear they don't.
1: Uh, TMNT original theme lyrics. Here we go. Fight me on this. I, this came out before I was born, but I know this.
0: No, 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 no. I mean, I I, I could probably sing the whole song on on the thing, but I'm not going to.
1: Okay, Heroes in a Half-Shell Turtle Power. Uh, here is it. Uh, Leonardo leads, Donatello does machine, Raphael is cool. cool no, but you're rude. Right.
0: Michael right. is a party, is a party dude. dude.
1: You're right. Damn. I
0: told you. I know, my, I know my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, I'm glad I'm editing
1: this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. So I get it. You're just going to take out your... Flibble. No,
1: this part definitely doesn't make it in. When <laughs> you edit the episode, you get to leave in the parts that make me look dumb.
0: Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. So the
1: next episode, they'll have a lot more episode, but it'll be a lot of me saying dumb shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, these four turtles uh, grew up in the sewers, caused by a uh, ooze, mm-hmm. um, radioactive ooze, and it turns. Uh, this was the weird thing to me. It turns a human. Well, I guess this was more in the cartoon than in. Yeah, the, no, I'm, I'm in the in the movie
1: in the canon of the film.
0: He turned rat turns and
1: four turtles into into Master Splinter and the yes. the TMNT gang,
0: and then in the cartoon it was a human turned into a rat turning into a bigger rat. Yeah, which I thought was there was more steps kind of involved in the cartoons. Yes.
1: They had you more know, time they're... to tell that story in the in the movie. They were like, "We just got to get this done." He's a rat.
0: <laughs> yes, but it was it was definitely Orokosaki. He was it was it's basically like in the movie Orokosaki kind of. Move yeah, they
1: study under the master. conscious.
0: Yeah, they kind of moved his consciousness into the rat because the rat had the same fighting style as Oroku Saki is is mm-hmm. the master, and uh, he t- takes the turtles under his wing, teaches them the way of the foot, which I thought was kind of cool because they were always in the Foot Clan. It's just Shredder was the evil mastermind who wanted to turn the Foot Clan into a powerhouse basically. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. Like m- militarize. Yeah.
0: Yes. And master splinter wanted to make the foot clan, basically a protection for the city. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the separation kind of happened. But for me, you know, I was seven years old when this uh, movie came out. So I was definitely enthralled by, you know, laughing, giggling, turtles the, yeah. the costumes and everything were done by uh jim henson um so i kind of had that going for me it looked really muppety which was kind of something that you know wanted me to to watch it which was kind of cool yeah um and uh fun fact though the film was released less than two months before henson's death so Ooh. it was like so, so it was literally like one of the last things that he had a hand in to work on
1: man speaking of him i i I heard a rumor the other day that they're rebooting the dark crystal franchise that's something that we have to talk about yeah yeah no he honestly he is like so pivotal to to my childhood and i feel like just everyone's that that grew up in our our two generations here because i
0: I mean it's he was very generational i mean he had the muppet show that was really early on like 60s And then, well,
1: and he had a hand in creating Sesame Street if I remember right. It,
0: yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. Those were his muppets or puppets yeah. as well. Yep. I mean, it it really fed up until he passed away like he just it, kept giving.
1: Man, yep. he's yeah, great great person.
0: <laughs> so, no, no, no. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to me was just just action. It was, you know, I didn't have the internet back then, so I was still like playing outside and doing stuff. So it was one of those things like me and my friends saw this movie and we wanted to be the turtles. You know, I was obviously Michelangelo cause I was the cool one. Mm-hmm. And you know, we had a Leonardo who thought he could run the show. He, he was and,
1: the leader of the group.
0: Yep. We always had the angry one who just wanted to be pissy and, and angry.
1: You're Raphael.
0: Yeah. And I don't remember who our scientist was. I don't know if we really ever had someone was that into, into (laughs) tech
1: because no no one one wanted to be the nerd. Hello though. Yeah, no, there's okay. I have a theory that like every nineties group of like a a quadruplet of people, there's always one that sucks. And that's so that everyone has one that they can all be like, I don't want to be that one. But like the one kid that knows he's that one is like, oh, at least he's still included.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but the funny thing is, is I love Donatello's weapon. True. I, I, I yeah. love the staff, because if you think about it realistically, it's the only one that wouldn't necessarily just kill you.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's the only one that's non-lethal, really, at the end of the day.
0: So, like, you could go take your, your parents' broom or just a stick and actually twirl it around And not feel like in practice and not feel so i got i got really good at the staff and even even in the teenage mutant turtles video games Donatello was always my first choice because i felt like you you had the reach advantage with the staff you had okay i was
1: gonna say the same thing because i remember in my in my high school tech class we built a a turtles cabinet it was like a multi-purpose cabinet but the turtles game was like the big game that we all played and everyone wanted to be Donatello because you actually had longer reach in the arcade with yep. uh, the Donatello like staff, like full extension.
0: Exactly. All so right. So back... played... Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Right. So, so back to the
0: movie. We're we're getting a little off off topic. Yeah. So, so I, so you just saw this for the first time a week ago, which is yeah. I've watched
1: a still... number of times in between though. That's the the other thing I will say.
0: Okay, because it just seems yeah. so weird to me to like. I mean. I mean, I have a kid now, so I'm making him kind of grow up through all the classics that (laughs) Yeah, you're saying, you're
1: doing what I'm going to do, but with like 2000s cartoons.
0: (laughs) Yeah, apparently.
1: Yeah, no, my kid's going to grow up with Johnny Test, and it's definitely going to make him less of a person, but I, it'll happen.
0: (laughs) Yep. So, so in the movie, like I, like I mentioned, so I also thought it was kind of a dark movie because Shredder was really like, really dark and. And brute, and I don't know if they necessarily did was, that because that at that time, making something more kid friendly wasn't really in the cards. If you look at like Ghostbusters or um, even, some even of
1: the old Batman's can be really gritty. Like, oh dude, my yeah. my grandma
0: wouldn't let me watch the the original Tim Burton Batman until I was a little bit older because it was really dark. And it's really funny yeah. to think about because the they're meant for kids. I mean, it was originally a comic book, and I don't think I I read a little bit of the original comic and it didn't seem that graphic per se. I mean, it was a little bit edgy, but not like
1: the other thing too. I will like throw out there is we've gotten into like a really, I feel like entertainment goes through these ebbs and flows of like conservativeness and we're definitely in a conservative like kind of situation with entertainment right now. So everything that's like come before feels that much more wild because things are getting more and more tame. So, like, yeah, like if you look further back, like it gets even more wild until it gets less wild and dips back into that conservative valley again back in like the 1940s.
0: <laughs> yep, exactly. So, yeah. So what was your favorite part of the of the movie? What okay. kind of stuck out for you?
1: I am a little bit biased because I love skateboarding. And so the first thing the first thing I latched on to is there is like a brief, brief section of the film that has some skateboarding scenes in it. And I was just amped for those and did. Did, did so it make you want
0: to go uh, skateboarding in the sewers?
1: I low key have always wanted to do this. And I'm wishing that I was in a city right now that I could go and find sewers
0: to try and do this in. <laughs> I mean, (laughs) I think it would work. I mean, they're like kind of like mini half pipes or quarter pipes in there. If it's big enough, I feel like
1: totally work. If you get to like the kind of like runoff areas where it's like not a full pipe, like you're not under the city, but like you can climb in from where the offflow pipe comes out. Like that's a (laughs) totally doable, skatable area. No. So like that, that sewer skating scene alone was like, just, I'm, I, I can't. Can't deny the fact that that is so cool to me. That just ignites something that like young Matt is like, wow. Yep. Yeah. All what, right. What's so, what's your like? What's your what's your number one scene from this film?
0: So, I absolutely love the introduction to Casey Jones. Um, so, for those of you that know, Raphael gets all pissy at his family, and he goes out to see a movie. As and, one does. As one does. And he's outside wearing his trench coat and hat and. And he's walking around and this kid's getting beat up and he goes over and, you know, tries to stop it. And it turns out it's Casey Jones and he just whacks him, you know, over and over again with the baseball bat. Mm. And all of a sudden, Raph starts fighting him and knocks him down and he pulls out. <laughs> Casey Jones rips out the cricket bat. <laughs> and Raphael's like, cricket? Nobody plays cricket. Nobody even understands cricket. Casey Jones, goes, let me teach you. Whack! Home run, and then he lands in the garbage can, and Casey Jones runs away. Like
1: I actually love Casey Jones's character because, like, he's just sports references, and there are so many good hockey references in this yes. film. Like, yep. it's just solid writing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I like the Casey Jones character too because mm-hmm. he's just, you know, I, you wouldn't necessarily think of him as a street kid, and he kind of is and in the comics he actually has his own gang which i thought is kind of a cool twist They didn't obviously put that in the movies at all or even in the animated series but in the comics he has his own gang of people and they're kind of the vigilante mm-hmm. type they're not in the shadows like the turtles are they're more out there and kind of like Let's how do this like, like <laughs> yep so that's kind Rebel of how, like justice. how he get yep and that's how he kind of got introduced he was you know Getting a purse back from a stolen, you know, a stolen person is just beating up the person that that stole it. That stole it, yeah. And it was more and Rafael's more of like, hey relax. You got the guy, you got the purse back, just chill scared out. him,
1: let him go. <laughs>
0: yep. But in the end, I mean Casey Jones he was kind of an asshole a little bit. But in the <laughs> in the end, he really, you know, helped develop the team and,
1: you mm-hmm. know, help
0: help be a part of it.
1: Yeah, no, I feel like there's there's no story where like Yes, he inevitably has to betray the turtles because it goes on for long enough, and it, like storylines have to develop at some point. But you no, know, he—I feel like he is intrinsic to their kind of development, especially in this movie. At least, yeah. Yep. All I right. can't speak as much to the comics because yeah. I'm—I again uncultured.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a little kid still, even though I'm 35 and turning 36 on Friday. I'm hey. still still a little kid at heart. Happy early birthday! Yeah. Thanks. All right. So I got some more fun facts about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles here. So Pizza Hut engaged in a twenty million dollar marketing campaign tied into the film, despite the fact that Domino's Pizza was used as product placement in the film itself.
1: No, I love that. I love. I love that Pizza Hut was like, Nah, we can just we can just rough ass this. We will just brute force our way into this like cultural phenomenon. We don't care that Domino's has been there. We want
0: this. <laughs> yep. And do you, re- do? You, I mean, I guess you weren't old enough, but do you remember what the pizza was called that came out for the Turtles?
1: I was not around. I, I am so sorry. I do not oh, know this pizza okay. name. <laughs> okay.
0: So, so it was called the Big New Yorker, right? Okay. It was about, if I had to remember, it was about a 22-inch pizza. I think it's something I mean it was a huge ass box like I mean giant and the slices were massive it was like what you know in the beginning of the movie how the guys are like folding their pizzas and eating them yeah like in the kind of the intro credit scene for for the movie how everyone's eating pizza and you know half of them are folding them it was that style pizza that Yo. came in this giant box and I mean as a kid I could literally demolish almost a whole one of those on my own so me and my friends would like have our you know weekend fun time and order those big new yorker pizzas
1: i will live and die by this but like 90s america had the best fast food lifestyle (laughs) like no one knew how bad it was yet they were just like like fuck it let's just go let's go and let's like make stuff happen they didn't care i'm i wish i could have been around to experience this this much because like oh my god you guys had the best best fast food life
0: (laughs) i know i mean it was it was the just man, the we culture like, it was uh, the it was everything was based off of movies or had movies referenced in was or... everywhere and y'all invented the McRib that was
1: <laughs> you got the 90s birthed that yep and I it ceases to amaze me like it is <laughs> anyway sorry this is getting into my obsession with food but no that's awesome that it, man I want that big it, pizza now.
0: I know, and I, it's it's very sad that that Pizza Hut discontinued it. I can, Honestly, I can't remember what year they discontinued it, but as soon as they stopped, I'm like, man, for the price, it was like literally $10 for this giant-ass pizza. You can understand why uh, they
1: had to. They're just like, hey, we didn't realize this, but Fred in Accounting was really bad at math. We've been <laughs> losing money this entire time.
0: Well, for the fans of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out there, I feel bad for you that you didn't get... Uh, access to your big new yorker
1: rest in peace
0: big new yorker pizza yeah it was so sad
1: i feel like that should definitely be a recurring uh theme for the show is that you find a fast food promotion that's tied with
0: oh i can so do that do not worry oh i am so
1: down i want this i need this in my life
0: (laughs) all right so fun so one fun fact about uh some some of the live action actors in the movie sam rockwell was in this movie, and he played the head thug of uh, the Foot Clan. So, Sam, Sam Rockwell, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I might have to go back and watch that because I mean, you watched it recently, but I mean, Sam Rockwell have been extremely young in that I, movie, so I don't know if oh. he's recognizable as.
1: I swear, my my. Search history right now is just so specifically focused. They're like, "Did you mean Sam Rockwell and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles?" When I wow. looked up Sam Rockwell, yeah, I'm gonna go back and watch this again now. Just well, now yeah, I don't my... get to sleep tonight so thanks.
0: <laughs> okay, not a problem. And then no, that's uh, Skeet, and then Skeet Ulrich actually is hasn't it was uncredited, but he was actually a member of the Foot Clan. Okay. So okay. if you were, if you know who that is, he was in, well, he's currently in Riverdale and he was in that show, the nuclear fallout show. Oh, was that? uh, was it Jericho Jericho? Yep. He was one yes. of the main, the main cat. I main remember him in Jericho. Jericho. Yep. Okay. But okay. he was on, un- he was uncredited, but, uh, I got to go back and watch this now and look out for those guys. I know. So that was kind of cool. And Corey Feldman was the voice of Donatello. Not the guy in the suit. So the guy in the suit was someone. Yeah. Someone oh different. yeah.
1: No, there's no way they could get good Mike out of that suit. I. Yeah. have yeah. <laughs> the 90s, anyways. The
0: <laughs> but but Corey Feldman was the voice of Donatello. Okay. Saved I by the bell. If you was were, also not, not were the,
1: the motion capture of Donatello because Corey Feldman is a national treasure. He is. <laughs> does not deserve to be locked up in those Hell puppet <laughs> costumes.
0: So that that's kind of a cool kind of a cool feature of. Uh, yeah. Teenage Mutant Turtles. Any other fun facts for you before we uh, I have a move big,
1: on? I have a big one that okay. I've got to drop in here. Okay. So Steve Barron, the director for this, Yep. He, he has a very big IMDb career and you'd think like, wow, he's done a lot of movies. And he has. But he also did a lot of music videos and like made the 80s. <laughs> so this guy has done, he did the music video for Take On Me. He directed Take oh, On Me. a okay. Take On Me. Uh, he directed the music video for Toto's Africa.
0: Oh my God.
1: uh, Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. And he's also done Summer of 69 for my man, Brian Adams, rep in Canada. This guy is like, actually, he worked with Kenny Loggins, Tears for Fears, uh, Styx, Madonna, ZZ Top, David Bowie. And like all those people I mentioned in the top half too, like he's done numbers of videos with them, but like, those are the big, big hits that he did for them. It's insane. So, like he just had an illustrious 80s music, like music video career and then made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and never made another music video ever again.
0: Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say Turtles killed his career, but. Oh, no, he also it, did the uh, Coneheads. I,
1: uh, I love this man.
0: I, yeah, I owe this no. man the Coneheads. No, no, no. He is a fantastic director. And man, I did not know all those music videos that he did. That's yeah, like, holy shit. absolutely fantastic. Oh, also one, uh, one other oh, one that I've got to plug because
1: okay. being a Canadian, I got to plug this so that we can appeal to that market as well. Uh, he he's directing a show right now. Like every he does, maybe like three episodes a season, but it's this show on on CBC. It's called The Durrells. It's a Canadian show, and it's super super funny. It feels like kind of a, a an homage to uh, Wes Anderson films, but with less of the art direction uh, and just more of the writing style he uses. It's interesting. But uh but he's directed a couple episodes for them as well. Nice. Like nine episodes over the past couple years. So he's still doing stuff. He's active in the community.
0: Yes. <laughs> that is awesome. He should do he should come back and do another Turtles movie.
1: Oh man, I want a Turtles four with this guy.
0: There we go. Yeah, he's still right. Right.
1: come on, make no, this happen. No guys. no
0: Michael Bay anymore. Let's just Let's go uh, let's get this guy back. He needs to let's come back to give the turtles
1: show. the reboot they deserve because everything's getting reboot right now and the turtles need a good one. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, something something a little bit more classy mm-hmm. than newfangled. Yes. Oh, and the us... other
1: one. The other fun fact that I want to head on here. Um, <laughs> before I forget, Kay. the guy that did the skateboard stunt scenes in the tunnels I had to figure out who this was because there is no way that he was not like a professional skater. And it turns out he was his name is Reggie Barnes or as his full name is Reginald Barnes, Jr., This man, he, so he okay, did he,
0: it in the costume, or he, was it? He did
1: the skate. Yeah, he skated in the costumes, and oh he got God. credited as Reggie Barnes rather than his full name, which is Reginald Barnes Jr. And I can't imagine a world where he would not embrace Reginald.
0: Yeah, right. Because no, anyone he, would want that name.
1: Yeah, no, it's a great name. Anyways, like, no, he placed in the top five at like fifteen skate, like international skate competitions. So wow. this guy is like actually, actually the most legitimately certified skater in, in a movie, I think. I feel like he's very legitimate.
0: But gotta also remember in the early late 80s, early 90s, skateboarding wasn't what it was today. Yeah. It oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: It was like Dogtown. Like that's the starting of it. Yes. He, this man like was was there when Birdhouse was founded. Like ah oh, <laughs> I I am envious of this man. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, all
0: right. So fun facts for Teenage Mutant Turtle. So if you haven't seen it, go out and see it right away. Oh, And for sure. if you have seen it and this was a nostalgic trip for you, make sure to uh, listen to future episodes. But to close out, we're going to do a uh, segment called also on March 30th in history. So fun fact time. All right. So also on March 30th in history. 1867 alaska is purchased from russia for 7.2 million dollars guys stole it from us and i'll never forgive you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like how the united states buys something connected to canada <laughs> yeah, that was it's just like, connected. you see this
1: little bit this little hanging off bit from canada we like that we'll take that mine i, I love more that canada Dips. was just like we're fine with this
0: yeah, right. Dibs. US called Dibs on it. Yeah. We I saw it first.
1: Shotgun. <laughs> shotgun Alaska.
0: And where did they decide to draw the line to? That's the other kind of funny thing. It's like where oh, where, where did I, they I decide I refuse to accept
1: that line is firm either. <laughs> <laughs> it's just snow up there, y'all. Yeah, right. <laughs> Listen, as an ignorant Canadian, no. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, no. Another fun fact. In 1981, president ronald reagan was shot in the chest outside a washington dc hotel by john hinckley jr he later told his wife nancy honey i forgot to duck so i don't necessarily know if he was joking or if he knew the shot was coming i want to live in a world
1: where he he knew he had planned this it was like an elaborate thing and then he just messed it up at the last minute he was like i got my lines wrong Listen, we've all been there. We stumble. You get out on stage. It's opening night. You're like, I can't perform. Yep. <laughs> no, I love that. I, love, I forgot to duck.
0: I forgot to duck. Okay, I got two more for you guys. First one is 1990, the year Turtles came out. In Belgium, several UFOs were seen on radar and were chased by two Belgian Air Force F-16s. Now, this is the first time I think I've heard of this. I mean, I watch a lot of weird alien shows like on the history channel and stuff, but I don't think I've ever heard this specific thing happening.
1: Yeah, I I haven't heard an illustrious history of like Belgian alien stories. I feel like I know, right? That's the YouTube rabbit hole I'm about to fall into right now.
0: Perfect. (laughs) I don't know why the X-Files never went into this particular hole.
1: but Actually, what we don't know is the X-Files has been like a long running Belgian show ever since it got (laughs) off here in America.
0: Right. They were just like,
1: finally, now we have the freedom of Belgian TV. There's no censorship here. We can do whatever. Nice. I feel like that's like the worst answer because Belgian is where censorship came from. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't right.
1: know. It's somewhere <laughs> in Europe.
0: All right. And I got one for you because I have to have something historical that you would know. Okay. So 2001, Fairly Parents <laughs> and Invader Zim premiered on Nickelodeon.
1: Hey, there you go. Now you're speaking to what I know. Yes, oh, Bill I figured, Hartman, Bill Hartman br- birthed my childhood. Yeah. No, that's yeah.
0: Thanks. I, I got that one for you. I, Thanks. I, I figure Matt would like something historical that. he That's young about. enough for
1: him. To, that's not really <laughs> historical. Right. <laughs> Fake history
0: for Matt. Diet yes. history. <laughs> right. At that point. <laughs> no that's good thank you Uh, all right so that has been on this day in history for march 30th so um let's close it out with uh, where to find us as of this point not many places quite yet um we are on facebook um so if you go to facebook and type in on this day podcast you'll find us or if you type in the at sign and then on this day pod you'll find us at well as as well um, Instagram and Twitter at pod this day, as far as where to hear us, um, we'll definitely be on iTunes, definitely be on Google play stitcher, um, pod must. I'm going to get us in on because I found out that's a free place to go. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes and Google play. Um, we'll get you all the other locations. You can find us a little bit later once we get launched until next time. I'm Steven Sklansky
1: and I'm Matt McLaughlin
0: and that's been on, on this, this day. day.